0: It's Honey, the podcast. All right, before we get started with the episode, we just want to acknowledge that we were in the middle of a conversation and just hit record and that's the way that it picks up. Um, And then we went back after we got done recording the episode to do the introduction. So I cringe listening back to this because we were not using the correct pronouns for our guest um, throughout the episode. So hopefully, you know, just be gracious with us. Of course, had we known they preferred the they them pronouns, those would have been the ones we used. Um, But we have known our guest for quite some time. And this was a new and enlightening experience for all of us. And we learned something new about our friends. So give us grace there. Also, if you loved episode 17, let's play a game. We got our card pack from bestself.co. That's B-E-S-T-S-E-L-F.co. And we use the intimacy pack for our game. They also have an icebreaker pack. They have a courage over comfort deck. They have a decision deck. They've also got weekly action pads and journals and planners and calendars. So whether you want to work on your self or you want to work on being a partner whether it's intimate or whatever they've got everything that you need there bestself.co that's their website as well as their instagram handle and we were able to get you guys a discount code so at checkout if you enter honeybee h-o-n-e-y-b-e-e there will be a nice little surprise for you uh, when that price drops down so you guys enjoy and check them out Hello, honeybees. We're back for another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. I feel like I'm always Maya Rudolph when I do that for some reason. Um, If you have not. She's your
1: spirit animal, too. I love Maya Rudolph.
0: If y'all are not watching Big Mouth, you need to be watching it. Um, y'all are in for a treat today. Our BFF, our buffa, um, or half of our buffafas, because she is half of a couple and the other half is also a buffa, and it's a great time. We love them dearly. It's our dear friend Trina. Say hello. Hello, guys. And Trina, tell us your pronouns and how you identify.
2: I am a uh, stud. Mm-hmm um and i would be considered the masculine one i I go by stud
0: okay and what about he him she her they them them they them Mm -hmm. okay that's perfect um and yeah we're just gonna get into it and talk about like marriage stuff and all kinds of things we're so excited just to just to have a conversation we always have these really good insightful deep conversations every time we get together which is pretty frequently it's our favorite time of the week (laughs) yes um and yeah so we're just gonna get into it you guys we hope y'all enjoy it like i i
2: identified who i was at a very young age but because of society and because how you're raised um is different. You know, I grew up where you see that you have a husband and a wife. The wife takes care of the husband. The husband goes out to work. Um, you have a family. You are here to make a family. And I so disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I said women are so much more than housemaking. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great, but it's so much more than that. And my grandmother instilled in me to be an independent woman. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you can have a man, but a man does not define who you are or, you know, they, they do not run your life. You submissive, but no, my grandma wasn't submissive. That's why they (laughs) love me
1: so much. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, but you know, my grandpa instilled in me as well, you know, you don't need a man to take care of you. And I just knew at that moment that if I decide to go on a different path, that I would be comfortable because of the foundation they built for me. Yeah.
1: I got you with that. Uh, see, and I, I kind of felt that same way cause the example that I had set for me, my mom was more of the decision maker primarily due to my dad's health. Okay. So I always saw these strong women that really led the family, uh, on both sides. So it, uh, so, but it was still like the expectation to be married to a man was still there though. Um, my sister, my older sister got married right out of high school. And so I just thought that that was normal, wow. you know, cause school wasn't for her. So college wasn't the route that she wanted to take. So, but she needed, I feel like I, she and I haven't spoken about this, but I feel like she needed something so that she felt important too. Yes. And that was what she chose to do instead. Hmm. Um, so like me growing up, I, just thought that having a boyfriend your entire life was just normal. And yeah, I I wasn't, I was not going to be this homemaker by any means because Lord knows I couldn't even cook or anything. Mm -hmm. But I also remember playing, like, if it was just girls that I was playing with as a kid, I was always the more masculine figure. Uh, I wanted to be the dad. I wanted to be in control of stuff. So I definitely understand that. When the boys came over, they expected that I would be, you know, the, the mom or whatever, but I always still ran that shit. Like yes, I was master. always still in charge. <laughs> yes. Which is ironic because like <laughs> Tiffany's definitely the more dominant one of our relationship. So, yeah. uh, so I, <laughs> it, we both, you know, come together to make decisions and stuff, but ultimately, um, if I don't care either way, I'm just like, babe, just, just do what you want.
0: Right that I usually feel very strongly about things in general. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was really young. Like, I was younger than both of y'all when I figured it out. I was, like, I remember, like, five or six. Really? And being really just... I was like, oh, I want to hold that little boy's hand, and I want to hold that little girl's hand, and it makes me feel the same way. Hmm. And just the nuance in my sexuality didn't come until a little bit later, but I've always known... But of course, that's not something like growing up, like you can't say that shit to your mom. No, like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. you don't say that shit. No. You wait until you out of the house, you wait until, and then you can go off doing all the other shit. And then you still feel kind of like you might be doing something wrong. But I remember holding hands with a girl. I remember um like the first little girl, I remember I was in Jacksonville. We were in the first grade. I remember what kind of shoes a girl wore. I remember she really... um like like Tamagotchi, she always wore like the converse that had the platform bottom that are coming yes. back in a style now. Mm-hmm. And she would like walk around like on the top of her toes. Like I remember these things and I remember how they made me feel. And you know, like there would be times where there was I, uh, there was always every year, cause we moved around a lot when I was growing up. Every year, every school, there was always some girl, like I would have all my friends or whatever. There was always some girl that I was like super infatuated with. But I always knew what it was. It wasn't anything that threw me off. I was like, oh, no. Like, Chelsea is my friend, but I like Amber. I like, you. like, I've noticed when Amber does stuff. I mean, I notice that about people anyway, but I noticed wow. when she does stuff with her clothes, I like that she would wear, like, in the eighth grade, like, the girl that always had, like, her shirts always, they never touched her pants. Yes. And I always remember, like, seeing her hips or, like, her back, and, like, it excited me. So it was never confusing to me, but it wasn't until I got to be older that I was like, "Oh yeah, no, men don't emotionally get me. We're not mentally compatible. It's a whole gay thing."
1: Right. I'm gonna wear crop tops around the house from now on.
0: Uh-huh. You but what do I always like, do? Just show Anytime off my belly. Her skin is out though, and it wasn't even just her. It was just like her hips, because you know, mm. like back in the day, it was like well,
1: that's they had starting like to come, chunky belt, and that's starting to come back mm-hmm. now. So yes. I don't know, like. I remember doing that and having friends that like I was attracted to and having friends that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And there being like none of the friends that I was really close with was I ever attracted to Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to blur the line. Like not because I didn't want to blur the lines, but I just didn't feel that way. But that was a fear of mine after coming out was that like my friends, straight friends who I assumed were straight, which turns out, yep, still are uh that they would think that because I was gay that I was attracted to them you know Mm -hmm. and uh I think a lot that's that's a misconception that a lot of straight people have is that oh my god you like girls I'm a girl you like me yeah is and especially oh man especially like men think that about gay other gay men they're like oh so you've been looking at my junk this whole time no bro like you not my type. type right we have so, a type now we
0: have right? a type. Well, you, you say, well you say well, that
1: Tiffany does not have a type I we don't. have an entire episode about how she doesn't have a type and it drives me nuts because I'm always trying to figure it out and it would make me feel better to be her type but she doesn't have one <laughs> I have so I like what I, I, like, what I like yeah so I don't know that's that's kind of my my coming out story uh in a nutshell how did your how did your family take that
2: not very well I come from a Baptist, uh,
1: background,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, Southern Baptist Mm -hmm. grandmother, who's Mm. a church person Mm -hmm. Amen. That the people say, amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yes, I come from that. My grandfather was a deacon. Um, so of course I grew up playing the piano for my church. So of course this girl that's playing basketball has a future ahead of her, um, believes in God. Okay. You know, better. And so mm-hmm. she asked me one time because my boyfriend at the time said he felt something weird was going on with me. <laughs> and, um, it, it, I guess I did change. I didn't think I changed, but he told my grandmother, he thought my best friend and I were dating. And at the time we were not, we just was close friends. didn't right. Say that
0: to your grandmother. He Rude. said to my
2: grandmother, and my grandmother, like, <laughs>
0: Custom marriage. Yeah. She was like, You don't talk up.
2: Her. It was. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, when I had to eat crow and go back and tell the truth. <laughs> and I sat down with her. I was getting ready to go back to school um, after coming home from college. And I said, Mama, I want to tell you something. And um, she was like, What is it? And I said, I am gay. And she bursted out crying. Mm. So this woman that has led me my whole life, who, ha- who I've lived my whole life for, is now disappointed and hurt and thinks she's done something wrong because I have decided, as she thinks, to go this path.
0: I didn't pray hard enough. Where yeah. have I gone wrong? Yes. I didn't raise you to be like this. Yes. So... Lord, not my baby.
1: Oh, yes. God, I'm so glad you're not so close to the mic. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, how my family responded, too. Like, my mom kind of cornered me about uh, being gay. And, uh, her, the first question out of her mouth after I confirmed it was, well, what about your spirituality? Yes. And I was like, what they're not mutually exclusive. (laughs) Exactly. They're not mutually exclusive. And it just like, and she thought it was just a phase, like, and convinced everything. I wasn't allowed to tell my dad, like the whole night, like I didn't tell any of the rest of my family. Like I was so scared to tell anybody else because of the way that she reacted, Mm -hmm. um, And like I have an older cousin who is gay as well, and when I remember, she didn't come home for years. Like she moved out of the south, moved to the north, didn't come home for years because of the way that the family ostracized her. Right. And uh, so she did all the groundwork for me. Uh, She's almost sixty now. She did all the groundwork for me. So now, like, yes. So now, like, when I came out, yeah, it was still a thing. But I didn't come out to the rest of my family like they know, they know that I'm married. They knew that I had a girlfriend then and cool. We we just don't, we just don't talk about it. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that's because they're uncomfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable with it or for me, it's just no big deal. So this is my life. This is my wife. Hi, this is Tiffany. Would you like to meet her? She's great. Here you go. <laughs> yes. And that's typically like relatives I haven't seen in a while. That's how that's how we interact. So, but man, initially I feel you on that, that uh, religious side. Oh yeah. Especially the Baptist thing. Oh, it was rough. It was rough
2: because you just, you, you, your parents, you know, they feel like, you know, those first couple of years of your life, well, up until you're 12, you know, when you decide what you want to be, um, they're responsible for you, you know? And that's what my grandmother said, you know, what did I do wrong? Did I allow you to be in the world too much? I was right. like, no, I was at church every day. I felt like, same, so, you know, it wasn't that, it wasn't that I wasn't grounded or that she didn't put what I needed in me. It wasn't that it's just that I have known I was different. And I'm going to tell you in the black community, we do not believe in therapy. It means something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, you're crazy. And so a lot of people go to th- different things. You know, I was just lucky enough to have friends. And my mom was instrumental because she accepted it from jump. She actually called me out on it. She was like, are you in love with her? Because you're acting kind of weird. And I was like, yes, mom, let me tell you all about it. She was like, babe, I'm your mom. I'm going to accept you regardless. It Yes, she was the first person I told and she was like, But well, don't tell mom, If I tell you right now she's not gonna take it well, and she didn't. My whole family, we had this crying session. My aunt mm. came over and Oh Lord. It was very for 18 year old at the time, it was very hard. And I went back to college and I didn't come home for a while. They had to come get me. Mm-hmm. Because I just wasn't comfortable. I right. felt like Yeah, you know, why would you be? I was not comfortable at all. But at the end of the day, the one thing that I realized when I decided to become comfortable is I have to live for me. I have to live for me, and if I hold this stuff in, which I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. If I hold it in, these other people walking around just fine.
1: Mm-hmm. It's me over here hurting. Right.
2: So I I've 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 taken the power back for myself.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm, so proud of I'm you. glad that you had somebody that you um that accepted you that way. Uh for me it was my sister. She was the first person I told. And, uh, she was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, have you told mom and dad? No. Okay. And it was just always from day one acceptance. Yes. So, which was great to have, know that I had her in my corner, you know, and would still be, I would go hang out at their house all the time. Like we had a really, really close relationship, um, because of that. And, uh, that's, that's one thing that I, I absolutely adore her for, for is the way that she, she reacted. huge. What about you, Tiffany? You remember that one time that your mom, like after you came out, that your mom asked if, <laughs> if you were uh, dating your best friend or if you had ever dated oh, your best friend?
0: Yeah, like just randomly, my mom had asked me, like me. I was really, really close with my friend Olivia. And just really close. Like we were just close. Like when I was pregnant, like Liv was like my like living baby daddy pretty much. Like we didn't live together, but she literally lived like around the corner from me. So we went grocery shopping together. We worked together. She would come visit me when I was at work. Like when she was coming home, she would be like, do I need to stop and pick you up anything for dinner? Like I need to go to the grocery store. Do you want to go run errands or whatever? So we were just together all the time, but we weren't attracted to each other. Like it was just a really close friendship. And I remember my mom asked me one time, she was like, when I started telling her about like Allison and everything, she was like, oh, so were you on Olivia ever? And I was like, no, like she was just my really, really close friend. Like it was just a really good, healthy friendship. We were just very close. And that seemed to kind of throw them off. I'm just like, no, like I can be close to people and not be like sexually intimate with them or attracted to them. Um, But I kind of came like barreling out of the closet. (laughs) Like my mom says that she kind of had a feeling when I was little, but never talked about it. Um, And, you know, it kind of came down like we talked about this on the podcast before, but I said to Allison, I was like, you're not going to be a secret. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be straightforward about who you are because you had experienced what it was like to be in a relationship where you had to be hidden or the extent of your relationship Mm -hmm. had to be hidden. And I was like, I'm not going to do that to you. So I was just like, at this point, it is what it is. Like, I'll be honest and straightforward. And then I can give them agency. You can decide to be a part of it or not to be a part of it. That's up to you. And... It was fun, but it was just kind of like, yeah, you remember when you asked me if I was dating somebody? I am dating somebody, and it's not a guy. And it's this girl, and she lives in Birmingham, da 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 da. da. And then a couple months later, we were engaged. Or well, a couple months later, we were living together. A couple months after that, we were engaged and planning a wedding. And we were married by the end of that year. So they didn't even have a whole year to accept anything right and I was just like it is what like I'm happy I'm fine this is my life this is the life that we want and that we go through whatever I don't feel weird about it if you feel weird about it that's on you but we had already been through something that kind of broke our relationship through the surrogacy and all that stuff so at that point I was just like the worst that you could do was leave me and you've already done that so right. it is what it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I mean it, it wasn't like ideal but at the same time like I had to make a decision for what was best for me and what was the healthiest for us and I feel like even though I'm I'm still like in a a, a lot of pain because of the state of our relationship right now but and and it's not because of the gay thing it's just because of other things we haven't spoken for a few months now um but that's it's what's best I got to do what's best for my mental health because it's like you said like you're with you 24 7. That is correct. You go to sleep with you. You wake up with you. You can't get away from you no matter what you do. If you hide, you hide, but you hide with you. If you drunk, you drunk, but you drunk with you. If you are sad, you're sad with you, you know? So I was just like, I have to make a decision. And regardless, like me myself and I we're fine with this like this is us I don't feel it's nothing to be ashamed of and I've never felt that way even as a kid the wrongest thing about that was knowing what my parents response to that was because I lived in a household where my mom would say I love Ellen but I hate that she's gay and I mentioned that to her because like that stuck with me this was years ago and I'm like an elephant like I don't forget shit and that stuck in my brain because it felt it hurt my feelings yes (laughs) And, you know, for me to bring that back up, she was like, well, I don't think I said that. I'm just like, oh, no, you said it. And I could probably tell you the day of the week, the time of day, the time of year, what I was wearing, what you was wearing and what city we were in at the time. Yes, you did. And, you know, she was like, well, I hate that you felt that way about it or whatever, but it just never felt wrong to me. But knowing that that's how they would feel about it made me feel like, well, I'm just not going to discuss that part of me with you. And then it got to be, which is like, oh, hella gay. But at this point, like, I had already been out on my own. We were whatever. Like, it's I'm not like a child anymore. Like, I'm an adult. I'm a grown ass woman. Like, and this is what it is. Take it or leave it. Up to you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know it uh. So, cause you played basketball and stuff. Did you? was there an assumption that because you played that 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 you were gay because a lot of times i got that because i played soccer they were just like oh yeah you're gay
0: all of the lesbians played basketball soccer
1: softball yeah yeah that i mean that's true but um <laughs> not <laughs> But you don't get to assume just because I played sports, like. You
2: you have your your people out there that think something, but at the time I was dating the biggest drug dealer in Vicksburg, so oh, nice. of course there was oh, no assumption of being gay, or you know, he mm. would you know beat your ass. Oh I was nice. saying some stuff like that, but.
1: Um, Wait, I want to hear more about that. Well, um,
2: yeah, so (laughs) I'm 15 years old at the time. He's 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Tall dude, about 6'5", would have had huge kids. Um, (laughs) 6'5", a softy to me, Mm -hmm. but just would basically beat your ass if you said the wrong thing. And I guess the good boy thing wasn't my thing, but the, the bad boy was. And I, I freaking thought this was the guy I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Um, I loved him dearly. Even got his initials tattooed on my leg. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but <laughs> I was really crazy about this guy. His brother actually did the tattoo at my grandmother's house, guys. It was crazy. Um We dated for about two and a half years um, until me and my best friend decided that it was time to um, take a go at love, I guess. Um, But I loved him. He had a kid at the time, uh, which was different because I was, you know, 16 years old and you have a whole kid. You're a daddy, Mm -hmm. you know, the baby mama drama shit. You know, you got... The mama saying, I don't want her around my baby. I'm like, I'm 15, 16. I can shake and bake when I want to. You know, okay. you have a kid that you got to, you know, take care of. And he was a good Sheesh. daddy. He had the kid full time. So, you know, as a kid, I would get, become selfish sometimes because I'm like, hey, you know, I want to spend my time with you, but you, it's your turn to babysit. So it was <laughs> tough sometimes. Um, I look back over it and that was just me being immature and, and being a kid. He was he a grown did. up already. Um, loved him to death though. Um, him and the best friend almost went to blows cuz they grew up as kid friends and he oh. was like, "How could you do that and take my girlfriend?" Oh. Um, but just when I decided when I started to look at her different, um, changed my life like How I, d-
0: how did you start to look at her different? Did you Okay, I'm going to tell you. The story. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, um, she's a year older than me, so she went to college. Uh, while I was still my senior year. So she comes back and she tells me that she has dibbled and dabbled in the life uh, with women. She was a softball player. They all think they're gay. See, I told you. So <laughs> I thought when you got the college. It, training. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, they turn you out in college? You know, I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. I was like, you know, I'm new to the game. I'm That's like, how black people talk about it though, like somebody out. got to turn you out. Was, I can't remember. We were sitting in Ryan's. And I was like, so naive to the gay life or, you know, the lesbian life. I was mm-hmm. like, well, you're not gay. I mean, you're not uh ugly. Why would you want to date women? I was so I was like, what
0: in the
2: hell? So she was like, Trina, that is so mean. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to be. I was like, well, that means you can't get a man if you're not dating a, if you gotta date a woman. So um my boyfriend uh, called me like after me and her met. I guess I was sounding weird over the phone. He was like, come see me right now. And so me being, you know, just stupid to the fact, I was like, Shanika just told me she was gay. He was like, don't you fucking hang out with her anymore. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> shit." <laughs> So when somebody tell you not to do something, what happens? You're Curiosity, gonna do it. Oh yeah. Honestly, kill me. What's so, she doing?
0: Where's she at? What's she doing? Yeah, Who's so she I, hanging out with? So I called her.
2: I was like, Well, I'm sorry I act react overreacted at Ryan's, but um tell me more about this life. <laughs> <laughs> tell me a little bit more. So tell I became me something good. And she did, honey. Um <laughs> So I sat there as we talked about it and I called her every day. I found myself calling her every day. Cause you know how when people go off and they leave, you kind of talk to each other, but mm-hmm. you don't. Um, so she I was calling her every day and I was like, just tell me more. And she was like, I'm gonna tell you something. She said, I, I never told you because I didn't want you to get mad at me. She said, I've always had mad love for you. Like I've always liked you, but I just knew that you would not react the way I needed you to react if I said anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I was like, "Well, why haven't you ever tried to talk to me?" So I'm becoming curious now. She was like, "We have our types, Trina. You know, we don't just want to date everybody." I was like, "Well, what's going on? Like, what's up with us?" <laughs> and she was like, "Are you serious right now?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I think I am." <laughs> so she came back uh, to Vicksburg, and I'm sitting there, and she came in, had that damn Mitch drift shirt on. Uh, see, I'm telling, had the shirt on. <laughs> And you know, those softball players kind of stocky mm-hmm. and she had a six pack. And thick she ass little, legs. Thick ass yes. legs. Uh-huh. You know that bow legged should do something yep. too. So I was like, man. What the hell is happening right now? Come on, we got this. So she walks in, got her hair cut short with the little curly in the top and she walks up and she's like, what's going on? And I could not speak, guys. I could not <laughs> op- I just looked at her. My best friend became my lover at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I couldn't stop calling her. And I couldn't stop talking to her. Um, but I couldn't get over the actually being intimate with a woman at the time. So mm-hmm. I could talk all day, but when it came time to hold hands or kiss, I was so afraid. Mm-hmm. And so the first kiss I, after she kissed me, I looked there and I said, I just kissed a girl. <laughs> and I liked, I liked it. it. And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So I don't know what it is about the skin. But it's just like I, like I would sleepovers with girls like all the time. It was always yes. for whatever reason one of the girls. Like if it was a group of three girls, I had a crush on one of them. And if we were like, even if I didn't do anything, it was things like seeing them like get like, especially if it was white girls, like them getting out of the shower and their hair's wet, or the way that they look in the morning, or. If they forget something and that you know you can't see anything, they got like a big ass towel on or whatever, but you're just like, I know she's naked under there. Yes, head. you know, just weird <laughs> stuff like that that you just be like, it make you so excited. And it sounds like, babe, did you have? Because it seems like for me, I was always hyper interested. If I found out somebody that I knew was gay. I was like way, way, way interested in them. I wanted to know what they were doing, how they spent their time, what the other person looked like, what they were doing, how they talk. I wanted like all of that information. If it was a show and I found somebody that was gay, that was all that I wanted to watch. Whatever. Did you have that?
1: I in in my head, yes. Outwardly I was being too judgmental to <laughs> as a cover to uh to actually you know ask them about it or Mm. feel comfortable asking them about it but have you guys like I feel like when people find out that we are gay or um queer or whatever they always have so many questions and like you can tell like the baby gays that want to be brought in starting to ask those questions Mm. and like Because I had lots of people be like, are you gay? And I'd be like, no, (laughs) right? And uh, be so offended by it. And so like when I find myself in those moments where I'm like, this person is gay, or I feel like they are, or I'm getting like a hint of it, right, then I'll, uh, (laughs) I'll, I feel like when I'm getting the hint of that, I, I go back and I'm like, okay, well, how did this make me feel? So, no, I'm not going to bring it up, and I'll just sit back and wait. So, I make sure that they know that, hey, I'm gay, I'm married, my wife is black, (laughs) I am white, if you didn't see that. (laughs) Um, And this is our dynamic, just so that it's out there and open, so if they feel comfortable, they can. And uh, Mm -hmm. so far, I've had a few people come up to me to be like, oh my gosh, I'm gay, or... I really like just either come out to me or feel comfortable with it. And then that it, it, I don't know, like, do y'all have that experience at all or? Yes. Um,
2: If you see my demeanor, most people already assume, Um, (laughs) you know, but I think um, they do all the time. Well, Trey, let me ask you about this or let me, they've become very intrigued with your life. Mm -hmm. And if I can ever be that strong person who helps somebody that's in the closet come out or somebody who's struggling with it or needs somebody just to talk to, I think that we've all traveled our journey. You know, Mm -hmm. we've all had our journey where it's been tough. You know, we got better. We've had broken relationships. And I think with our, you know, experience, it just helps so many of the baby gays or the people Mm -hmm. that want to come out. You know, I, I, I really am strong about that. Um, I never lie about, um, once I decided I was going to be just who I am, I never lied about who I was. Mm -hmm. And I think first we have to love who we are, um, especially, you know, anytime, but when you're gay, you know, you, you, you're walking in, in a path that most people have not traveled or understand. Mm -hmm. So I think having people understand and having people that are more like you just really helps you and support you in this life.
0: Yeah. Does it bother either of y'all? Like, do you feel more outspoken about it? Whereas D feels more like, uh, I wish that they wouldn't ask about that.
2: I love that question because, um, (laughs) Diamond struggled more than I did. You know, um, she's been this perfect little girl who did everything by the book. Um, didn't party in college, so glad she met me. Um, <laughs> just was a L7. Just really didn't want to do anything. <laughs> like for real. But that was intriguing to me. Because I was like, that's something different that I've never had. Somebody who's so grounded. And you know, somebody who's frugal. I'm like, you know, this may work out for you, Trina. Um <laughs> But she wasn't comfortable with her, our, her, sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I remember living in Mississippi. I moved her from Natchitoches to Mississippi where I was from, which everybody knew who I was, but she still struggled because she wanted to fit in being that we had moved. Um, So she was in the closet mm-hmm. and I said, I mean, how many times are you going to move with your best friend? Everybody knows I'm not your best friend <laughs> right. at this point. You have moved every <laughs> single time I've moved not best friends we're just super codependent it's fine so you know the family i guess kept in their her family anyway kept in her mind uh, or their mind that um they're just best friends and they just live together i've been living with this woman before we decided to really come out which is gonna surprise y'all um like before we like a couple of months before we got married yeah. Yeah. And we've been married three years. So you think about that. Diamond came to grips with everything about three years ago. That one time, yeah. And Dang. it took me saying, I will not be anyone's secret. Mm-hmm. I will not live in the closet. I fought too hard to be where I am I am and be comfortable in the skin. Mm-hmm. So she struggled. Now I can't get her to stop calling me her wife at any moment. Uh, oh, this is my wife. This is my yeah. wife, Trina. So she's come so far, you know, but I had to let her go on her journey because yeah. we all traveled our own journey. We all probably, you know, well, you know, you know, you hadn't been in the closet. You was just bold, but I was in the <laughs> right? closet. Jeez. I was in the closet guys. Like, My grandmother would make me feel, she was like, you better not ever say anything. You better not tell Mm -hmm, mm anybody. So it started to make me feel like I had to hide all of this stuff. So if I had to hide, I just didn't come home. Yep.
1: Yeah. It was that feeling of shame uh, a lot of the times. And I felt like, I felt like even when I had girlfriends over for, you know, holidays or family events or whatever, um, and this was before Tiffany, obviously, that Like, we couldn't show any sort of display of affection or anything because it would be considered disrespectful, Mm -hmm. right? And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, how is that disrespectful? It's not disrespectful. This is who I am. This is the person that I love. Like, either get on board or we don't need to talk. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I definitely understand that and understand that having to come to terms with it, like, even, like, being in the South and... Um, at work in Alabama, you can be fired for no reason, like at any point in time. Wow. Right. So when I first started working, um, at my current job, man, the person I was dating at the time that just my best friend, just like you said, right. Uh, you know, yes. my best friend does that. My best friend is And finally, when, um, I started telling a few select people, right. But, uh, I finally like fully was just like, you know what? Fuck it. When Tiffany and I got together and she came with me to our first company Christmas party and like wanted to hold my hand and stuff. And I was having to correct all of my taught, self-taught actions of don't do that because I'd also been a secret for five years. So I was having to relearn that, hey, it's okay this is who you love. These people love you. You do a good job. This isn't going to affect what you're doing. And I
0: was like, "Come over here and give me some sugar." <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, you tickled you. my ear, uh, so it was. I can definitely understand that side of it and uh, her feeling that way. Because there's still times where I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to do this because I want to make people uncomfortable." And Tiffany's over here like, "Man, fuck those people!" <laughs> like, no, you
0: did that. You were going on a trip like t- two years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you were going with a colleague and you know, like I was going to help. Like I had to drop you off cause y'all were going to take the colleague's vehicle. And I was going to like, we were unloading my car, putting everything into the colleague's car. And then I went to go and like give you, and you just got so weird to me. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right. and it made me feel so weird. I was just like, I don't like the way this makes me feel. So we just kind of went and then had a conversation about that later on. And it's just like, dude, if you're not going to do this, do this, because nobody would bat an eye if this person's spouse came to drop right. them off because they're cishet. Like no one's going to, they either like you or they don't like you, but you are not about to be sitting over here making me feel like shit because you feel weird about it.
2: Right.
1: Yep. And that was kind of like the final thing for me. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and I finally was just like, just fuck it. This is who you are. This is, you know, this is who you are and it's okay like let's just do it this is your wife this is the person you love and the people that are at this company support you regardless so just be you so what
0: and the colleague didn't care
1: no (laughs) no we have conversations about our wives on a regular basis Mm -hmm.
0: that is correct
1: (laughs) i i'm
2: telling you i just it, it we've we've come so far um but I want to hold hands. I want to yeah. be open. I, I You always want to be somebody's. And I'm telling you, like, I, I I want everybody to know I love this woman. I have no problem displaying it. I think me being there for her and being, you know, loving her unconditionally, let her go through, like, her path was huge for us.
0: yeah. That's sweet. And y'all, it's so cute to see them interact because even if y'all could just see, and she gets this look on her face every time she (laughs) talks about her wife, like her eyes get really sparkly and like a little squirt. Like you ever eat like a really, really good like (laughs) cupcake and you're like, oh, my God, that's so good. Like, that's how she talks about her <laughs> wife. And y'all have been together for how long? 15 years. Yeah. Shit. And she still gets that look like she got the best damn dessert she has ever had <laughs> in her mouth
1: when she talks about her wife. And it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Well, thank you. Yeah. I hope that, uh, you know, we can learn from you guys and uh, <laughs> learn all your secrets, how, how y'all made it this far. Yeah. because you had to give we, one piece of advice... Fresh one piece of advice
0: for a happy, healthy, long relationship. What would that piece of advice be?
2: Be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. even if you know, it's going to hurt, be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, and always remember at the end of the day, y'all are each other's. Yeah. Um, love fight, determination conquers all. Yeah. And no matter what, on my worst day, even if I'm having the worst day with her, I'd rather do that than be without her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us while we just going to have a quick little cry
0: break. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Super sweet. There's no scripts, y'all. I mean, if she tipsy, she talk about her wife like that. <laughs> First thing in the morning, she'd talk about her wife like that. She'd be falling asleep talking about her wife like that. She'd be texting us talking about her wife like that. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Also, like, um, <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast that I just recently found okay. about straight spouses. And, like, emphasis on straight spouses because they were married to or involved with or the child of somebody who identifies as LGBTQIA+. Okay. And like these people are so hurt from having been with somebody that could not be who they were because they were afraid or because they couldn't quite come to terms with it. So that's why it's so important when you're in those formative times to really like get to know yourself, like sex is great. Of course, you're going to have to approach other people and be with other people because that helps you understand who you are. But like, if you're not sure, please do not marry a straight man or a straight woman. If you do not identify as the cis heterosexual opposite of that (laughs) cis hetero partner because that will fuck them up yes forever it will
1: yeah the the guy the guy i i was uh in a relationship with we were together for four years okay um and i cheated on him with the woman two women uh and yeah and he he, he was crushed mm. and it was his formative years too so like it really messed him up and eventually we had a sit down a few years later okay. and he gave me the opportunity to apologize and um man i've never meant something more than <laughs> than at that point you know i was like man i'm i am so sorry because uh, he is one of the kindest humans on this earth okay. and uh has a really good heart and um You know, he, he told me he forgave me and it not only it, it did a lot for me at that point. And I, you know, I knew all of the stuff that he went through after that, uh, just because we had mutual friends and stuff and like, he, he struggled. So, but now he's, he's super happily married and, uh, living out his calling, uh, doing God's work. Awesome. Huh? And I have no idea what you're trying to tell me. Oh, and uh, <laughs> man, you a girl for a while too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what my wife was trying to mouth the, my my ex's name to me so I could talk about it, but I was like, I had no idea what she was saying, but she's Never dead heard to us. Of her. So, um, <laughs> no, and yeah, so she identifies as straight, and we were together for five years. Wow,
0: and
1: um, yeah, it so like that. Being a secret for that long because she never felt comfortable with it. Um, ke- keeping it from friends, family, like, n- no one was supposed to know. Like, it really messed me up, I know too. So, like, I'm still trying to recover from those actions and uh, starting to talk to a therapist about it. Like, the whole nine yards just because That's huge. I it's keeping bizarre. my feelings in for that long was really hard and now trying to have open and honest communication with my wife who is wonderful is a struggle because of the repression I'm not good at it because I didn't do it yeah like you said it was a repression I didn't do it for that long it was about her happiness and not mine so uh yeah so y'all y'all just look if you if you're trying to figure it out (laughs) just figure it out on your own yes uh because it it'll it'll mess people up and um, therapy is great and luckily I found a therapist that will accept Blue Cross Blue Shield awesome. <laughs> with my insurance not all do, so it can be expensive and I think everybody should go to therapy regardless but <laughs> I agree but there's I feel like there would be less to talk about <laughs> had I not been in that for five years hmm. and a lot of that is my fault too for continuing to accept this was just my reality
0: but you learned a lot from that. You oh, absolutely. You so much about you, what you need, what your desires are, what your heart needs, how you need to be in a relationship, how you need to function, all that. Like, it's not just it was a bad thing that both of you need to be penalized for. It's trying to take away the positive things. And, you know, like you have an action plan.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So like when I decided I was going to start dating again, it was very soon after that relationship. And um, I didn't expect anything to happen. And then lo and behold, here Tiffany came. So, uh, you know, I I was still kind of recovering and trying to figure myself out. And um, it was it was really hard for sure. But when we met, I had these expectations. I wasn't going to be a secret. We were going to be out and proud. Here's what this was. I'm not accepting this. Do you want to do this? Great. If you don't meet all of these, I'm not going to settle. So awesome. it allowed me to, to stand up for myself for the very first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
2: that's some good shit right there.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you
0: so much for coming and talking to us. This was a delight, even though we almost had to pull teeth to convince you. And then you were like, nah, this feels right. I like this. It did. So anytime you just want to come back and talk like we this is like what we sound like just without the mic. So we love having these mm-hmm. conversations and un- like she I feel like T is like. A woman after my own heart because she's one of those she's a barrier soul person and i'm a barrier soul person and when i meet other barrier soul people i'm like oh great yeah let's talk about trauma let's talk about yes. growth let's talk about our aspirations for the future let's cry yes i love it yes so thank, thank, y'all, thank you so y'all so much, much.
2: thank yeah. y'all so much for having me um i didn't know how great this would make me feel you know i got to open up i got to talk about it and if it can help anybody else come out or be you know know that there there's a journey you will take but just know at the end of the tunnel you have the decision to make. It's yeah. up to you. Be you. Love you. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. Thank y'all so much.
0: Yes. All right, honeybees. So y'all can find us on social media. We are on, um, on. <laughs> we are at sweetesthoney.love. You can email us if you'd like it. Info at sweetishoney.love. And y'all know how to find us for all of the things. That's also our website, sweetesthoney.love. We are still finalizing merch designs for you guys. It will be coming soon. Oh my gosh, I know it's taking such a long time I know I know I know but it's coming um and keep your eyes peeled we just did a giveaway um so y'all need to make sure you're following us on social one of our honeybees just won a $25 gift card some cute little swag y'all need to follow us because you might get some money you might get a t-shirt you might get a hat you might get a hug you never know (laughs) so make sure y'all are following us at SweetestHoneyLove on instagram and we will see you guys later Bye. bye
1: and do the introduction and introduced. you're gonna have to edit it out no, maybe and like are you that's recording? okay that's okay that's why i just
0: need to stop it